This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector to Inspect It Like a Girl, and Shane McClendon from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out this week. It's an open topic show. And uh, we are looking for your questions to get your projects completed around the house. We're uh, talking quick fixes and big projects, even major renovations. And we want to hear from you this morning. Send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm awesome. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I've been. I heard running. you dropped the cat. Oh, well, everything <laughs> dropped. <laughs> Shane walked in this morning. We're getting ready for the show. And he's like, are you going to tell a cat story? Yeah, tell a cat. Well, let me. She had already been telling it. Yeah. Let me yeah. go ahead and share my story. I was stepping over a, well, my cat wants to go walking with me every morning. Okay, so what I have to do when I'm getting ready to walk the dogs is i got to round the cat up, put it inside, shut the door, because the cat doesn't care about traffic. (laughs) Right. He'll stop traffic. Well, come on, get to the funny part. I know. So I stepped over this, like, one 18-inch little thing barrier that I put in my yard, and, and I stepped over it to go get the cat, and I was like, you know what? This is not good. I'm going to hold this cat and step back over. And, mm-hmm, yeah, that's exactly what happened. My foot caught. Plunk. And I went, I mean, we did a face plant <laughs> right into the cat. Pam and cat. <laughs> yeah, and then three days later, I tripped over my dishwasher door. I left it down. Were you down. toting another cat? No, I wasn't holding the cat that right. time. <laughs> I'm just making sure there's not a pattern here. There's not just, always a cat. Right, right. Right. I don't know what it is, if it's age or just I'm dumb sometimes, but nah. I have started falling down. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you, Shane, uh, what hammer you've been swinging lately, but is there anything, uh, i got to ask, any honeydews at home? Oh, there's always honeydews. All right, I what's just, your what's your most recent honeydew she had you running for? Um... I don't know because I haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's still oh. on the list. Man, I, I've still got stuff from when I built that house. The sheetrock patches in the ceiling. I, I did moving electrical stuff around that I haven't painted yet. You know, my father was a mechanic for a while, mm-hmm. and, and you, you never want to drive the mechanic's car. Right. Is, yeah, that's just. Yeah. No, I've, I've still got stuff in the yard I need to finish and right. everything else. So it's, I know. Yeah, well, it's like the inspector's house, too. You know, I've got open junction sh- boxes. and. <laughs> Hey, um, we, uh, I heard this morning, Kevin came in, uh, Kevin uh, Farrell for one of the other shows here at MPB. He came in and he's, uh, he says, hey, the batteries went out in my air thermostat. Can, thermostat. Yeah. And, and know it or not, if the batteries go out in your thermostat, your air conditioning doesn't work anymore. If the batteries go bad, it doesn't know how to work. Unless it's hardwired. If it if it's hardwired, then it then you should be fine. But yeah, if the battery goes out, the display goes out. Right, and then there's there's just almost no way to guide it. So so if you walk in your home and and it's and it's warm or muggy or something like that, check your thermostat first to see if it's on. If it's one of those digital things, you know, back in the day, you know, well, how many was, people have when dials? I was a kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hadn't seen one of those in a while. Yeah, right. I hadn't seen one of those. Well, actually, yeah. I, what's fun to me is when I go in these old houses and I see those thermostats for those humidifiers. And I was like, who who, what, who would put a humidifier in Mississippi? <laughs> it's just 
It's paddling was water going, out of the ocean. Is yeah, what it they is. were going door to door. Hey, you want a humidifier? <laughs> we have another guest in the studio. Royal um, is 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 a new friend of ours here at MPB. Royal, have you ever found yourself doing uh, honeydews around the house as far as fixing things up, towel racks, uh, anything of that nature? All the cotton picking time. Okay, okay. Can you think of a uh, a recent past uh, honeydew that you've had to uh, conquer? Well, I don't know if you would call it a honeydew, but I had to fix the siding on the house. And I'm an old uh, son of a house painter, right? So I had to use several ladders, and you have to you have to know how to straddle the ladders sometimes. Uh-oh. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, right. Okay, wait a minute. It's royal. This no, is no, no, awesome. This, this is not an OSHA issue. <laughs> right, right, right. Good for you, man. <laughs> we don't believe in OSHA at right. my house. Did you put right. some bricks under the bottom of the ladder? <laughs> right. Just to make sure. Just on one side. Right. Yeah. Uh, I eventually called the wife out to say, hey, I dropped the, uh, the broom, which is what I was using to help as a tool. Right. And that didn't go well because she was not a happy camper. Watching me watching watch you on the eighth I've been known to fall off the roof a couple of times. You know what? Oh, Try wow. not to do that. Those that, that hurts. Yeah, it and does. Yeah. Take a cat with you. Yeah, take right, a yeah. cat. <laughs> yeah, if you They're take a cat, they break the fall. Well, you know, speaking of of painting and doing that kind of, I've been running some experiments on conchrobium. Conchrobium. Yes. Wait, this is that this is that uh that recipe that people gave us a while back to it like. Uh, it's like mold. a house cleaning mold yeah, sort of thing you know outside, about that, right? Conchrobium. Now, tell, tell them what it is, Pam. Well, it is a. Um, it's a, it, folks have this idea that you're supposed to use Clorox to kill mold. Mm-hmm. Well, the mm. problem with Clorox is that it changes the pH in the substance that you're putting it on and causes the mold to grow back and makes it slimy. Yeah, it makes it, and you're dealing with respiratory issues. It's just a bad idea, right? So um, we had a caller call in and give us and you know, talk about this product. So I started doing some research, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to run some experiments on this. So my uh, umbrella in my backyard has all the mildew mold on it, you right. know, for years and years. So I laid that thing down on its side, and then I mixed up the concrobium, and the, it's a mixture of two tablespoons of TSP, mm. two tablespoons of soda wash a tablespoon of baking soda and warm water hmm. and so and a quart of water so i put that in a sprayer right and i sprayed the uh, umbrella and it said just let it saturate and and um, and i'm telling you did it, it work it worked it worked i've got i'm going to do a youtube video on okay. it and then the it took a while on that particular thing to work because it's I haven't cleaned my umbrella in a long, long time, well, so I mean, it, it took a minute for it to... If you're used to bleach, which is just like... Instant. It's chemical, an instant type you know, thing. Yeah. But what this will do, uh, and what they say, and this is why I'm going back to your siding, is that you can actually put it on your siding, and not only does it clean off and kill what's there, uh-huh. it will protect it then. It creates a coat. So I also had... Okay, a, wait a um, second. Well, before we leave this, you got to say... The name of it again, so everybody can write it down. Con-cro-be-um. 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Concrobium. But let me tell you about this, and then we'll move on. I know you've got – you're getting impatient with me. I'm on the topic too long. So I have a um, an antique set of binoculars that I keep outside because I've got this enormous tree, and I like to watch the squirrels and the birds and my cats and whatever. So it was sitting out during this all this rain that we've been having, and I looked over at it the other day, and it's a little leather case, and it was just covered in mold. I mean, it was molting. It was disgusting. So I took my, I put it out on a table, and I sprayed that concrobium on it. Mm-hmm. And in six hours, it was, I'm telling you, folks. Okay, was, so you do have to wait. It was pristine, okay. and I never touched it. I think we need to do a live show from uh, Pam's house one day. Right. With the cat. <laughs> With, the, With cat. the cat. All right. Got an email here real quick. Let's go to, I'd like to know the process to replace a single lever tub shower and valve. Uh, I can't find an access panel. I'm thinking I'll have to knock out uh, a hole in the wall to access the shower valve, etc. Note, I think I'd have to break through my kitchen wall to access the bathroom plumbing. Thank you and enjoy your show. Um Jeez, I, 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 all I can tell you, please look for an emergency hatch behind that tile or something. No, there's not uh, one. There's not, <laughs> there's you know, not, there's not one. one. No. <laughs> so he's uh, really going to catch the wall. Yeah, pick the wall you want to tear up because, I mean, all that stuff's, you know, completely enclosed. And it's, it's right. you know, depending on the age of the house, it'll either be mm. pexed in or soldered in. I can tell you when uh, uh, I had a plumbing issue in our bathroom upstairs one time. It, 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 I was able to fix the plumbing. I did have to cut a wall, but the wall that I had to cut into was the closet wall. So I was okay. But what you can do if you've already, if you've ever cut into that wall is that you can put a door back so that you never have to cut into that again. And if you think about it, if you're in the kitchen, you can, you can even make a frame out of it. You can make, you know, something look cool out of it, you know, whatever you want to do, but leave yourself access for the next time. Yeah. Um, That's one of the reasons, like in our houses, we like to use Delta valves because Uh there's nothing in that valve body. There's absolutely nothing that can go wrong with it, you know, unless you get in there with a drill or a screwdriver or something. Now, wait a second. When you say Delta, is that a brand? brand. That's a brand. Um, (laughs) But you can get several types of different trim kits, and uh then you can replace the valves out yourself very easily. Why is this one? Why do you like this one? Just because I can find parts for it anywhere, anytime. And plus, with one valve, I literally can pick between like 30 or 40 different trims trim kits yeah and so that was my question are we changing a valve or are we just changing the trim kit because if it's just the trim kit then you can make it any color or any style you want Mm -hmm. without having to cut into the wall right now i was doing Well, um, well well the back end the the quote guts of of the back of the shower those do need to be you know Replaced every once in a while. Yeah, but they're going to be different based on, you know, if it's a house that was built in, you know, the 40s or 50s right. versus a house that was built in the mid-90s. Right. Is what, it copper? Is it galvanized? Is well, it I pex? Mean, is you it, know, when some of the art, some of the stuff we see now, I mean, it's got Delta on there or, you know, right. Price Fist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And most of them have come to the kind of the, the Delta conclusion. Let's like make one thing. A cartridge. That, yeah, that yeah. fits a bunch of different ones. But if you start getting in some really old, ones i mean you're gonna have to take out the stem and all that stuff and go up to a plumbing supply house and go like hey what do you have that matches this that matches this right you know there's there's no way to know until you actually pull the stem out and when you choose new uh faucets and things like that 
folks, uh, when you buy the entire thing, and not just the pretty chrome parts, but when you buy the entire faucet, if you go to the go to your local hardware or or anything like that, you've got the whole the whole faucet comes together, including the stuff that goes in the wall. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know, not a lot of folks know that. So, uh, Jesse's on the line in Mobile <laughs> with a leaky faucet. What's going on, Jesse? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. Yeah, speaking of Delta, original equipment in the house is 13-year-olds. The water has done its job, and so there is a constant either drip from the faucet or the handle. It's a three-part all throughout the house. So typically the hot water is the one that leaks from the handle or it's dripping from the faucet. So we're talking about a vanity sink, right? Vanity, bathroom, kitchen sink's been replaced. How, how old's but the home or the plumbing? Th- 13 years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if there again, I, I know more about Delta, just, you know. It's what you because, work with. Yeah, this is what I work with. But um, usually, the, I mean, if it's an eight-inch spread faucet, like in a vanity, if you have three separate pieces, a hot handle, cold handle, and a spout, you should be able to take off your handle um, and then take off the uh, – there's a nut that holds all that stuff in there. But, I mean, you can go get another stem um, from almost any – you know, hardware, I mean, not hardware, but any plumbing store. It's a plumbing supply, yeah. Yeah, I so, like to go to a plumbing supply because yeah. those guys know what they are. They do, and I've had a lot of success with that. I'll, if I want to change something out, I will take a photograph of it and then go in and talk to the person who's sitting behind the, the you know, counter, the counter, right. and they'll kind of talk me through what my options are. And, you know, plumbing, God, Plumbing is so hard. <laughs> I know, folks. I will say, there there has been no greater DIY tool in the past, I don't know, 3,000 years than the cell phone and the camera that comes with it. I'm telling you. If you yeah. can take pictures when you're taking something apart and take pictures of it all the way, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, if I had had this when I was like seven, taking apart radios, I mean, I, I would have known how to put them back how together. How to put them back together right? again. Yeah. yeah, same here with TVs. Right. What fun <laughs> is that? I know. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Is it uh, recommended to just replace that, or is it a just replace all of it? Um, I mean, if you're, you know, if that's the only thing that's leaking, you know, I, I like to just go replace only what I need. You know, if you're in in for an update or something like that, then I mean, yeah, sure, go ahead and look at replacing the entire thing. Right. And you want to look at? I had this come up with a client um, a couple of weeks ago where they were having constant leaks. It was happening all the time. And this was relatively new um, equipment. And I started looking at um, sometimes, and of course here we are in Jackson, Mississippi, where we've had this water crisis. Mm -hmm. If the pH changes in the water, it will become corrosive on your... Eat that plastic out that's inside there. Yeah, it'll eat stuff up. So you have to be... If it's happening constantly, it could be something that has to do with your water supply. Right. Also, water pressure can affect that. There's a couple places I've ran into where the water pressure is way too high. Way too high. Um, Something that I like to do when I replace those little things, whenever I go get my parts or pieces, I get a little thing of silicone, you know, plumber silicone grease, and coat those uh, rubber parts up. That's a great idea. A little bit longer. It's just a tiny little tube yeah. that you can use that on. And, you know, water pressure. So your water pressure should be about 80 PSI. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go above that. And if you get too much pressure, you're going to start blowing things out. Right. right. 
All right. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. And um, our guest host, Shane McClendon from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. Join the conversation this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, let's gonna go. We're going to go straight to an email because this is a big one. And and I, I think I hear what this might be, and those in this room might know what I'm talking about. So here we go. Hi, group. This is my first time coming on and asking a question. I'm attempting to completely gut my bathroom and redo it. Okay. Um, I thought that the teardown process would only take a few hours, but it's taken a few weeks. Uh, the house. My goodness. They don't, their sledgehammer's not big enough. No. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> My house is built in the 60s, and behind the tile is this super thick cement board with a metal lattice structure under it. This is not. That's the old mud bed walls. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, this is, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not sheetrock. This yeah. is more plaster-based. Mm-hmm. Um, the tile is also firmly affixed to the cement that it takes me an hour just to get two tiles down because I'm having to chip them little by little. I'm doing, am I doing this all wrong? Does anyone have uh, any pointers? I've been using a hammer and crowbar. <laughs> Turn up red. Uh, it's called use dynamite. Yeah, yeah. It says, uh, I've been using a hammer and crowbar only, as every time I try to use my reciprocating saw or angle grinder, there oh, are Lord. sparks that fly everywhere. Mm-hmm. Any pointers would be greatly appreciated. Number one, put down the reciprocating saw. Yes, the reciprocating saw is not going to do anything. Yeah. However, all right, so the way I learned to do these things mm. is I will take a grinder, and I will go, and then and it's dusty as all get out. You know, use all your uh, proper safety gear. Tell like, me what a grinder is. Yeah, uh, just uh, I don't know. It's a grinder. Go to Home Depot and ask for a grinder. Yeah, it's got a it's got a handle on <laughs> yeah. it. And you got like you can, a circular blade. It's like and, a circular, and, circular and blade. Okay, okay. but yeah. it doesn't have a well. The get newer ones have a guard. Yeah, <laughs> good ones have a guard. The one I have, I took my guard off because it, it gets out in the way. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, eye protection. <clears throat> yeah, all that stuff. So go go in there and take the grinder. You're gonna go. I like to go halfway up the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so measure measure from the base of the tub up to the top of the tile. Go halfway, and you're gonna cut a line horizontally all the way through that the tile, the backing, everything, the the chicken wire mess that's in right. there. You're gonna cut through it all, all the way around the tub surround. Then come back and cut your corners all the way down to the tub. I'm assuming you're not keeping the tub because it's going to be all scratched up and everything when you get done with this anyway. So if you if you cut a cross cut a little bit and hit the tub or go through the tub a little bit, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It won't take the tub unless they is took it the cast tub out. Iron? Yeah. Are they cast iron? You with think? that age, it's going to be. It's either going to be uh, you know steel or, or cast iron. Right. It's a so, metal. Right. It's going to be a metal one. So anyway, wow. after you do that, start off at the top. Mm-hmm. Find a stud. Slide your pry bar behind. All that go through the sheetrock, go through everything, get against the stud and start prying that off. And you can sit there and work it off in a big chunk and take that chunk and go straight to the trash can and throw it away. Is this one of those things where it's like if you work it slow, you can get it off in a big chunk? But if you you go fast, it's just... The the first time I went in there, I went in there with a sledgehammer, a three-pound ball, and a couple Mm -hmm. five-gallon buckets. And I was there for, it seemed like, days (laughs) taking it out all in, in, in dust pans and stuff. But then when I found out how to actually work it off the 
wall in uh-huh. chunks, I can demo that whole thing in like an hour and a half by myself. And oh, I'll, wow. I'll have I'll have probably four or five, well, six or seven pieces. Right. Instead right. of like many five gallon buckets. And you'll need Fantastic. help. I mean, because those those pieces are, are going to be yeah. heavy. If you don't have help, just cut them in, in more yeah. pieces. Right. I don't cut know them if any of you have, have had a home that were plaster walls, but. It's a whole yep. different thing altogether. And, and any any wall. So like if your if your bathtub surround wall on the opposite side, if it has like a bedroom or something with pictures and paintings mm-hmm. and stuff, go take all of them off because they are going to fall down mm-hmm. while you're prying on them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and put up some plastic to kind of try to maintain some of that dust. Yep. You can try. I mean, it's still my, my favorite thing is open the bathroom window if you have one that opens and stick a big old fan in there and turn it on high. Right. Yeah, and to suck it out. That's right. To push it out. All right, Bob's on the line in South Alabama. What's going on, Bob? You got a tub project? Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Uh, morning. Got a question for you. We have our uh, guest bathroom that has some hard water stains in our steel tub. Uh, don't necessarily feel like we need to replace it. We've had some contractors come by and give us a quote to literally rip it out and rip out the cultured marble walls. But my wife was wanting to know, is there an option, because it's just water stains, now we've taken Clorox and vinegar and all of this, all of the home remedies that right. we thought would get done. Have you tried out, Concrobium? <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with that, but my, the question was, my wife was wondering, is, is painting an option on cultured marble and on the steel tub? Steel tub, yes. Cultured yeah. marble, they make some epoxy kits that they say you can do it. I've never actually tried it on cultured marble. Um, my suggestion either. would be to get like some uh, probably like 220 or better sand or, or higher grit. By higher, I mean, you know, less abrasive, like a, mm-hmm. like a 300 or 400. <laughs> and I would probably yeah. sand it and get all. So like if you can see it and it's shiny, you need to keep sanding. Because you want a very okay. dull, not not super rough, but dull, rough surface for that paint to stick to, and don't don't okay. just go and get some Krylon or something. It's it's going to have to be a two part epoxy, right? Yeah, so okay. that it's yeah. So there is a, a specific type of uh, tub paint then that I need to be looking for. You yes. know what's cool, yes. uh, Bob? Is there is a tub painting kit that you can buy Depot, and I if you will and if you if you'll if you'll follow those instructions and really don't get uh excited and go fast if it says let it wait exactly 15 minutes and 34 seconds do that um it's very ticky about the time you know right. i had because i had um i have a clawed tub footed tub right. that i got when i redid my bathroom 15 years ago and I actually hired a guy to come in and do a refinish mm-hmm. on it. And it was great right up until my cat fell in there. <laughs> Dude, we need to have a conversation about your cat. Well, the cat actually, well, what happened was, right. is my house was uneven. And so the water was like sitting in the back of that bathtub. So that's where the cat went to get some water. Well, one day he got scared. And when he got scared, he was trying really hard to get out of that bathtub. He wasn't going anywhere. So his claws were out. And he scratched that finish all up. Java, we got to get like a small T-shirt and make a mascot out of this thing. Now, now the paint for the tub, though, you say I cannot use on the cultured marble wall. The, the, the problem that I'm thinking my wife is seeing is if we went, because we have sort of an off-white tub, but if she went with a white color and it doesn't match the wall, well, you guys are saying do not 
try to put that on the on the culture model. Correct? Well, I, I don't know. I I'll okay. just be honest with you. I have never done. It's going to take some surface testing. Yeah. Now I, I know some realtors that were doing rental houses and stuff like that. They had a refinishing guy, and man, he would come coat tile, grout, mm-hmm. everything, all in one shot. Mm-hmm. And there again, I wasn't there long enough to see if it worked or anything. And don't it, drop any like fingernail right. clippers. But or I mean, anything. the 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 product that you buy should tell you what suitable substrates it'll stick to or adhere to. Okay. And the okay. main thing is just going to be getting it dull and clean because like in a shower or something, you got a lot of soap, scum, conditioner and stuff that's been sitting around for a lot of years and all that's going to have to come off. And that's, I loved your what, suggestion. What, what? Be sure you're using, I used a real fine grit steel wool yeah, to clean did. mine. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Thank you very much, Bob. We appreciate it. I hope you got uh, some good ideas. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Shane McClendon from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. Licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week, and if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. All right, uh, I told you before we went to the break that we were going to talk about court floors. Uh, an email came in. I'd like information on installing cork floors in my kitchen. I remember a lot of folks doing this 20 years ago, but I didn't know this was still a thing. What are the problems with this flooring as I would like to replace what I currently have to cork? I've seen it in the past, and it worked very well. I'd like to use the squares, not the bonded click-and-snap flooring. Uh, what are the drawbacks? Uh, cons, pros, uh, how should it be properly sealed to make it last longer? Tell us tell us about cork floors. Have you guys worked with that before? I mean, it's been a long time. It's been a minute. It, but it if kinda... you got a cat. <laughs> no, Pam, stop. <laughs> you got right, a look, cat. With... <laughs> I tell you what, a glass of wine would, would be something very similar. Or, you know, think about it. If you've got pets, in all seriousness, and they've got claws, uh-huh. They're gonna tear something up like that. I mean, it's. I mean, even uh, even certain shoes like high shoes, heels or something. Mm-hmm. You walking around, it's, it can damage it. If it's now, the we, kind of cork, cork that I'm thinking of, because I've seen it where the the actual cork is exposed and it is the surface that you're walking on. Really, and it's really. Yeah, I mean, it, it's soft, uh-huh. um, and it's porous. So I mean, as far as sealing it, man, I have no idea. See, I would think that would be more of a. I mean, you almost want to go over it with acrylic. It's, I mean, because it's so delicate. Cork would be delicate, wouldn't yeah, it? I don't, I don't know if it's going to bond or adhere to it. And That's a good point. I have, I have no idea. Mm. Yeah, if we've got any listeners that – when I've seen it in home inspections, mm-hmm. and it's usually in, you know, houses from the 60s and the 70s, mm-hmm. it's torn up pretty bad. Right. Oh, really? So maybe there is a newer product. A lot of folks are trying to move away from wood, so they're looking for alternate like – LVP stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, I tell you what I like is bamboo. I, it, it's a bamboo. Can, mm-hmm. Is that is bamboo expensive? I think it's about the same as like regular wood. Oh, yeah, really. Give and or take. And I mean, yeah. you can you can you can take anything and spend more or less money on it. But yeah, yeah. Well, Definitely somebody actually look. gave me some of this. It was left over, and I put it in my closet. I love that stuff. Yeah, we we've. Really? Um, We've installed it several times. Um, I've never had any issues out of it. If you're going to – and think about some something that folks don't think about whenever they start trying to do flooring. You need to have somebody to help you or you're going to be getting up and down a lot. You <laughs> need some knee pads. And you need – what is the tool called, Shane, that will take your door jam up? 
jam saw? A jam is well, there you go. A that jam was, saw. That was easy. Right. <laughs> I was looking. I was myself. hoping it was right. I know. Right. Good for you. Uh, you just made it up. I have no well, idea. Where you're going. If you don't have the right tools, mm-hmm. it, the floor is going to look like you did it. Well, and, and you know what? You know, we did a whole show here one time talking about jargon. Explain to us what a jam tool is for. So with a jam saw, you're going to cut up under your jams so that you can slide the floor material, whether it be wood, tile, whatever, up under it. Because what Pam's talking about, it looks like you did it. I've been in tons of houses, and somebody didn't know that they're supposed to have a jam saw, so they cut out around their door jams. Right, you know, yes. And, and the molding and stuff. And there's always a huge gap, and it always looks horrible. Looks like crap. And, and depending on that person's... Uh, Vigor, I guess you would say it, it may be right. caulked beautifully with different things. Right, right. Um, <laughs> you know, so it, I mean, it's, it, you can always tell whether or not like a homeowner did it versus like somebody that kind of knew what they were doing. Thanks, because man. It, well, I'm just, hey, okay. We're just if saying. You, if you, if you just fit saying. in that boat, man, it just, I'm just saying. Well, you know, and my daddy was a floor guy. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I needed specific tools and i also knew that i needed help well you know the neat thing i learned when i put my floor in is that with the floor jam it made it so that if you don't have to cut around the door jam itself the door jam has fifty thousand angles in it it's It's, it's a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you'll cut that door jam out and then just slide it up under there it's so much easier you can use a multi-tool Yes, yes, you can yes. use a multi-tool. I just like be, my multi-tool. Just be careful because with those thinner blades, if you start putting some pressure on it, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, the so the the cut part that you see might be the right height, mm-hmm. but as you cut and it starts angling, the, may back, may, yeah, the yeah. back may be too tight and you're going to have to sit there and cut it several times. Plus, if you do hit a nail or something, those multi-tool blades do not hold up very long no. yeah. against nails. It's it's much easier with like an actual jam saw. I can I can set the height of my jam saw, plug right. it in, and I can buzz through it in just a matter of seconds. So if you're thinking of doing your own flooring, uh, stop by the jam saw section. That's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I actually got this one a couple of weeks ago, but I was waiting for either Jeff or Shane because I don't know. I don't know. Because you, because the home inspector's not doesn't know the answer. That's what he was saying. Okay, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> Maybe say something about cats. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know. It, it, this is pretty deep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hi guys, my husband and I love your show. So I thought of you when I realized our new house is way too close to a storm runoff creek. We're losing bank at an alarming rate. One house pier is now twelve inches. From a creek. We lost Whoa. four to five feet since April of 2022. Whoa. Jeez. Right. And realize our only option is to move this house to a lot we own across the street, um, is, what, is what they're saying. So we have a few options for the new home site, which vary in uh, terms of distance from the creek. But we really need to know where and how far the bank is likely to erode over time, 10, 20, 30 years, to select the best slot for our home who can help us with that army corps of engineers we already know that preventing the house from falling into the creek is not a viable option since water will go where it will go and climate change is real my husband built the house himself and it's perfect for us so rebuilding is not an option um your input is greatly appreciated Catherine and charlie and lena 
I just can't think of a situation where putting in some type of retaining wall you know, would con- not work. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't help with that because I'm just looking at the actual cutting a house in half and moving it. You know, a hundred yards or ten miles, it doesn't matter. It's, right, it's still doing all that. Um, because you still have to move all of your sewer stuff, your electrical, your water lines, redo the foundation, you know, dirt pad, all that wow. stuff. Yeah. I just I can't imagine, you know, because they 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 make a lot of different retaining wall products. I know MMC, I think they had like some huge concrete blocks you could set in, and they actually interlock. Oh, okay. You know, some gravel behind that, some some different material, you know, um, like geofabric or something. I, I just and to save what they've got at this point, they'd have to backfill a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, put set set some type of barrier or something out there where you think it needs to be, uh-huh. and then and the height that that's going to be crucial too, because if this creek gets up, you obviously want to be above the the water line. That's a good point. Very on good that, point. and then you know backfill it. You know, like I said, but I mean. Um, I don't know about the Army Corps of Engineers. I would probably look for some type of engineering company mm-hmm. or individual. Um, well, uh, and they're you know. actually hydro engineers, folks. Yep, there who, you go. They really kind of – and I've had those folks at my house before because I've got some drainage issues going on. Ooh, around write that down, home. hydro engineers. Hydro, Where do you find one of those folks? Well, I, I actually went through my local city – and started asking a lot of questions to them, mm-hmm. and they were able to help me. And Lena, I'm not sure. I don't. Right. I, they probably don't have that <clears throat> there. Um, but if it's well, for one thing, if it's private property, you can do anything you want to it. Yeah. So. Um, well, depending on that creek and where it's going, and who else has access to it, and yeah. those yeah. are some things you'll have to think about. I mean, I think you can corral it on your property. I mean, you, you can't. You're not going to be able to dam it or anything no. like that, or no. you know. But I mean, yeah, I think you can put something out there. Certainly, a retaining wall. Yeah, something out there to right. uh, resist erosion. I would look at that option versus. But talk to an engineer, specifically if you're going to start doing things that are right up next to that house. Right. Right. Because to put in, I liked your idea, you know, put in something that's further away from the house and then backfill to that. Mm-hmm. That way you can build it better. Folks don't think about when you're building a retaining wall, if you don't put a tie back in there mm-hmm. to hold that wall vertical, it's right. going to start leaning because the sheer force behind it's going to push it forward. Which right. side? The water side or the earth side? You need a tie back on the earth side. Whatever side ex- is exposed. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Best way I think to say that. Yeah. But yeah, we we call them dead men. But I mean, like I'm, I've got a seawall that I put out in Lake Caroline, mm-hmm. and we have I have a uh, a twelve inch cylinder basically drilled five feet into the ground, and I've got five H rebar every four feet or every four foot on the wall, mm-hmm. and I'm putting two bars of rebar per hole. If that makes sense. Just to hold the wall up. Yes, just to hold the wall up. Just to hold the wall up. Do you remember a couple of years ago whenever they built those new houses out on the reservoir and the land fell off? Oh, they're still having problems with that. I mean, yeah. the reservoir gets so much erosion beaten up against it. You know, it, it's those And this is on that side, that east side where the weather's coming out of the west. Right. Man, these people, I did an inspection for them, and they had just bought this brand-new house, <laughs> and they closed on it and went back to the house that day, and the backyard had fallen off into the reservoir. Oh, no. 
He hmm. was amazed. Well, hey, we mentioned something last week, as we've mentioned for a couple of weeks, about uh, here at Fix It 101, we've, we've recently started a project focusing on uh, solar power in Mississippi. We're still working on this. We talked with John Wilbanks from Miss, uh, MS Solar LLC for helping out. Uh, but we're looking for you. If you have solar, if you've uh, had an experience with solar or solar panels here in Mississippi, you know, getting it uh, on your home or anything of that nature, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email. Email at fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'd love to talk to you and, and help us make this podcast. Kathy is on the line in Long Beach. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, good morning. Good morning. I have some advice about the culture and marble care. Oh, if really? You will get that, yeah, if you'll get that marble really clean. And like what I do is I spray it down with bleach and then I rinse it all off, especially in the sink. And then I'll take a soap scum remover and just lightly wipe those walls. Now, it may be too late for the caller that called in. It, it may be too far gone. Right. And then let it get really, really dry. And then I wax my walls with a car wax. Hmm. And the lazy wax, you don't have to get in there and do a lot. You know the spray-on wax? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're not buffing it. Cars. Yeah. Um, wax those walls, and it will stay shiny for a for as long as you want to do that. I do my shower about once a month. Nice. I have never thought of that. You know, I mean, uh, car wax is is yeah. I mean, it's the same thing we use in just a million different products. Carnival mm-hmm. wax, um, and it, it works the same on just about everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's part of. Yeah. I mean, well, um, in the interest of transparency, we have had a culture marble business for thirty five years. That's what my husband does. Oh no! See, and you cheated. <laughs> they don't tell. He doesn't. Clean house. I, I clean the bathrooms and stuff, and I kind of found this out on my own. And I'm like, why don't you tell customers that? Just if they'll do it, you know, I, I'm lazy, so I do mine about once a month, but really optimum about every two weeks. And I'm talking, this whole process doesn't take long. I'll do the bleach in the morning, and then I'll rinse it off, and then I'll get in there with a soft sponge and spray on my soap scum remover and uh-huh. rinse it off. I'll let it dry. And then that afternoon, about three o'clock, I'll go in there with my spray bottle, spray the walls, wipe it down with a rag, throw it away. Boom, I'm done. Well, if you've ever seen a car show and watch those guys walk around with their little rags and, and squirters, yeah. you know that stuff yeah. works. Yeah. It's not but a bad idea, man. Like a boat or a um, car, it's getting, it's getting the calcium from the water every time you use it. Yeah. You just have to be very careful. Don't let that wax get on the... On the tub, yeah, you slip. Yeah, you're going to miss No, it. I don't do it on the, on the shower floor. I just do it on the walls. You know how the shower tends to hit the same spot every time. You know, it, So your calcium buildup is going to be heavier in some places than it is in the others. But um, huh. it's just, just some advice. And I don't know about sanding that marble down. You know, that marble, those molds are sprayed with a heavy gel coat finish. And then the liquid marble is poured in and then, it, then it's cured. For for those that are listening at home, since you're in the business, can you tell folks, uh, like honestly, what culture marble is? It is a composite mixture. Excuse me. Is a composite composite mix of? Yeah, it's got. um, It has a resin. Uh It has marble dust. It's the the fine marble dust from the marble, and then it has a pigment. And all that is mixed together, and it's poured in a mold. And then there's vibrators that, that vibrate the um, air bubbles out, and then it's popped off and installed. 
Look at you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for calling yeah. us and letting it. This is so much fun on the show when we don't know something and a pro calls in and tells us. Or but a pro's I, wife. I got a question. What? How, how, how does it hold up with cats? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would think well, it'd be that could get kind of tricky. Yeah, I think right. it'd be okay for a little while. Right, right. All right, folks. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl. Shane McClendon from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com is here with us this morning helping out for Jeff Sammons of Houseworks. All right, so here we go. We got an email in uh, just moments ago. The shower handle. And both my bathrooms does not completely turn the water off coming out of the faucet uh, to channel it to the shower. Read that again. The shower handle in both my bathrooms does not completely turn off the water coming out of the faucet to channel it to the shower. There are three handled knobs and not all one unit. Uh, What does it need to avoid wasting water and to increase the shower's water pressure? Uh, by the way, I had a cast iron tub refinished, and it lasted years until Katrina sent corrosive backflow into it. The second refinish made it good as new, better than trying to get it out of the house with narrow doors and hallways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got to cut it up. <laughs> right. Now, cast iron, you can hit that sucker with a sledgehammer, it'll bust into a thousand pieces. Really? That's really? how I used Yeah, I'd go demo a bathroom by myself, because mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't always had a whole lot of help, you know. Right. Cast go, iron? Cast iron, you can hit it with a sledgehammer and it will shatter. I have never heard that before. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You got to hit it really hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to hit it hard. Yeah. But. All right. So what we've got here are three handled uh, faucets, right? So hot, cold, and diverter, right? Um, and they've got a leak. It seems. Well, it's not a leak. They've huh? just got water flow. It sounds to me like there's water flow at the faucet. Whenever they hit that diverter, they're still getting water down at the faucet oh. going up through the shower. Yeah, oh. and I mean, that's just uh, this changing out the stems. And like we said earlier, that's probably an older deal. You right. know, it, it's, it, you know, the, the rubber gaskets inside the stems and stuff are probably worn out. As far as water pressure goes, there's probably, you know, some, some, uh, build up somewhere in some of the pipes especially if they're like old galvanized pipes right. because that's that's kind of the time frame that all that stuff was done right if it's galvanized pipes i mean the best thing you can do is just cut all that stuff out and just replace it with new packs and I, I was actually at a friend's house last week and we were changing out a shower to a um the shower head to a handheld shower mm-hmm. so that they could unclip it and right. use it as handheld and when we took that old shower head off, there was chunks of metal mm-hmm. in the oh, aerator wow. behind right. behind it. That was another thing. If you if you're a real quick, easy check or fix could be to change your shower head. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing I did want to mention also, this has happened to me before, where when you pull up the the little knob that is the diverter mm-hmm. for the bathtub and or the shower, yeah. Um, uh, and 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 you get the shower, but you still got a little water coming out the diverter. Mm-hmm. I had that problem for a while and changed the stems and everything else on this thing, and then then went and bought an, another ten dollar diverter mm-hmm. and screwed it on there. Mm-hmm. You know, unscrewed the other one. It says there's a little screw on the bottom, and then it'll 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 come out. Right. And you put another one on there, and it turned out that it was the mechanism of the of the little. The stem on the converter, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, yeah, they can get stuff wrapped around. Yeah, you know, and it just and, and so so if I had gone to the cheapest thing first, which would have been <laughs> that diverter for ten bucks, 
That, that would have been You it. can also, if you just change the faucet out in the tub with the diverter. Yes. Just do the, that, unscrew it, and just put a new one on there. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've seen that you can get in trouble with is that that diverter, whenever you pull it up, there's some type of, uh, you know, just gets old, it's corroded or whatever, and the water will backwash down the faucet and go back behind the wall. Yes, I've I seen that. I can't tell you how many times we've seen that. So we check that whenever we're doing the inspection. Whenever we pull that up, we'll get down to where we're eye level with that faucet mm-hmm. and watch it to see if it's – and it will literally go in and you'll go to an opposite – into a bedroom, let's say right. it's on the opposite wall, mm-hmm. and it's just water pouring out of the wall right there. Right? Oh man! Okay, yikes! I did want to, uh, you know, I thought of something on the way in today, Pam, that that just kind of played into your wheelhouse. Give me if 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 you were to if you were to go and do an inspection today, you know, percentages likelihood. What say top three things? Would you, what, what's the most common top three things you find wrong in an inspection? In an inspection? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. I know, right? Um, you know, it, it just really depends. On new construction, it's usually oversight. And Shane and I were talking about it beforehand. In what's new oversight? construction, I've never well, installed one of those. <laughs> I've never admitted to that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, it's where, like, for instance, I'll go up in the attic and the water heater pan is not connected to the drain. Oh, okay. It's there, but it's just not been connected. Right. It, it's just, and and I, and I say this all the time, builders aren't building houses, they're managing people. Right. Okay? That's true. So that you've just got a lot of moving parts going in there, mm-hmm. toilets that haven't been set that seem to be rocking. Um, I will find that. Or a toilet that will, you flush it, and then five minutes later, it flushes again. Right. Does it, does it, do the things that you tend to find focus on say you know the majors like plumbing and electric most of the, well your big deals are always we said there's the big six. Oh, what's the big six the big six foundation roof electric panels water heaters hvac ducting attic that that's a little bit more but those right. are the things that we really want to focus on the stuff you don't see very cool okay well that's it folks fix it 101 is a production of mississippi public broadcasting think radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you our show is produced by mr java chapman our call screener today was charles arnold for pam pibus shane mcclendon and i'm uh, jason klein and join us next wednesday at nine for fix it 101 only on mpb think radio this is an mpb think radio podcast To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.